I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program. Welcome everyone to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. We record our episodes live at almost every week in Allspace, and you can join us from your PC or VR headset. Just log into Allspace, join your Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Here with us today is Bobby Carlton, who has been one of our personal guides through the metaverse. Aside from exploring how new technology can play a role in changing social behavior and consumerism, he is also an XR Pitch Advisory Board member at South by Southwest, a judge for the VR awards and is an XR content marketing consultant for FS studios. If you're interested in being a VR content creator, there's no one better to talk to here. Ladies and gentlemen is Bobby Carlton. Hi. Well, hello there. Thanks. Thank you very much for that lovely introduction. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So we should say we, we, we were attempting to do this in virtual reality and, uh, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work. The metaverse just kind of, it was overwhelmed with your star power and you crashed the metaverse. There was so many guests. As a matter of fact, we had a guest, uh, who came in, uh, I can tell you now because, uh, you were not gonna be able to see him. He came in as a drone and I have never oh. seen this in all space. His, his avatar changed into a drone and what? like a, as though a vampire can change into a bat and then at will he could change the, from the drone into an avatar again and that person came to say hello to you and that was kyle render oh wow kyle render has that ability to to turn into a drone uh, i'm impressed because his <laughs> his jokes his jokes are lackluster but uh... <laughs> exactly so of course Kyle was on our show a couple of episodes ago and he mentioned your name he said you know uh we really started to take off Kyle is uh starting the biggest uh and longest running comedy show uh stand-up comedy show in the metaverse yeah. and he said that you know part of the reason he became successful and got on the map was because you were you wrote an article about him I guess is that is that right I did. Yeah. We, you know, we, we covered, uh, the, the show for VR scout. Um, you know, it was one of those things that, you know, you, you start to see all these really interesting things happen with virtual reality and, and how people were using it. And, um, you know, of course we see a lot of people using it for work. We see education, but it was, it was interesting. You know, Kyle was, was putting on comedy shows at this time when, when, you know, you couldn't go, you know, during COVID and people were just sort of, uh, you know, looking for ways of entertainment and, Along comes this virtual reality comedy show. And uh, yeah, I just thought it was like a great uh, uh, thing to write about. And uh, I'm, I'm really happy for him. I'm so excited to see that it's he's gone on to uh, get a lot more coverage from much bigger uh, news outlets. And uh, I just hope uh, this continues to grow for him. Yeah, absolutely. And he, you know, on our show, he was a little tight lit, but he was saying that he is, has a pitch package. He's going to VCs and he's trying to really expand it and all of that. So, uh, we also hope the, the best of luck for him. Um, but let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the, the, the man behind the sheet, the wizard of Oz here himself, who can launch people's career at will <laughs> and all of that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, you know, uh, let's talk about the origin story, how you got into VR and how you got involved and all this uh this tech stuff sure so uh how i got into vr is you know pretty typical uh i was a kid i saw the movie tron the original tron like back in the 70s mm -hmm. and um and, and i was sort of obsessed with this idea of like virtual worlds or digital world or actually you know worlds in a computer back then mm -hmm. and uh and, and, and at the time it was like you know this digital world was like you know the uh you know, sort of like this antagonist, you know, like it was the, the bad guy of the film was like, you know, the world of, of this virtual world. And, um, but I, I was really obsessed with it. And, and I thought it was like this really cool uh, concept. And, uh, you know, of course I got, you know, Star Wars was a, a big thing for me and, and, and you know, science fiction, uh, you know, all of that type of stuff sort of like was a foundation for me to get into, become like a tech nerd. And, um, you know, fast forward, I, I, I spent 10 years working in technology uh, through uh, a program called the Authorized Apple Campus Program. And my, my role was to uh, design um, basically an Apple store for, for small colleges. Uh, the program existed for, for big colleges. And um, while I was doing that, I was playing with technology. And it was like the thing I did on the weekend, you know, that 
you know, like, uh, like you have your regular job. And then on the weekend, I was just like researching and playing around with virtual reality in a sense and just kind of researching it and looking at it. Um, and where I, I live in Saratoga Springs, New York. So if there was like a, a straight line between Montreal and New York City, I'm smack dab in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, and in Saratoga Springs, this guy, Elliot Maisie. And Elliot is a, considered this guru of corporate education training. And he, he ran a technology think tank called the Maisie Center. And um, Elliot and I would get together and we'd kind of nerd out about technology. And at the time, Second Life was a really mm-hmm. big thing. I think it was like two thousand, you know, like early two thousands. And and um, I was I would sort of obsessed with this idea of again because of Tron of uh, being into these being in a, in a virtual world existing. And I wasn't much into the gaming side, but I was more about you know what would life be like if we lived inside of a computer. And so Second Life came along, and and Elliot and I would would have these sort of uh, nerdy conversations at the coffee shop. And uh, he invited me at the time to uh, leave my position uh, with the authorized Apple campus program and join the Maisie center um, running a virtual program. I declined because I just thought uh, I just thought, you know, it it wouldn't go anywhere and Mm. uh, that uh, it would be this kind of job that might last for a year and it'd be done. And then I would be like, oh, I'm screwed. Mm-hmm. So I declined and I, and I continued just to kind of do my job with Apple. But then, you know, again, continuing to research, hanging out with Elliot. And we would talk about, you know, the latest Apple phones. We would talk about technology, where it's going. And then it was right around 2015. Um, we were having a discussion about uh, virtual reality in the coffee shop. And he, again, asked me again, he said, hey, you know, uh, why don't you come to the Maisie Center and I'll, I'll make you director of a, a program called VR Learn. Um, and, um, and Elliot, at the time, you know, he, his, his organization, they were working with big corporate environments. Uh, you know, he had, he had members uh, uh, you know, like uh, Google and Bank of America, and uh, he also had contracts with the military. And um, so he had asked me, it, was just, it came to a point when I was ready to, to move on uh, from, from uh, my role uh, with the ca- the campus program, mm-hmm. and I, I became the director of VR Learn. Um, that was in 2015, and mm-hmm. uh, from there, I just sort of uh, working there. I then uh, was fully focused on virtual reality. It was no longer a like uh, a, a, a fun thing to do on the weekend. It was no longer the sort of passion project. It was my job, mm-hmm. and um, doing that while doing that, I ended up working. Um, directly with these big corporate environments on how does virtual reality change the landscape of of learning? How does it, how does it change the landscape of recruiting and and onboarding and and uh, uh, passing on of knowledge? And uh, at at some point during that time, uh, I started getting um, requests to do consulting work, and uh, Elliot uh, was sort of like you know like well. If, you know, you can't hire Bobby Carlton, but you can hire the Maisie Center. Um, and uh, and at the time, I was really sort of like, oh, you know, what? I, I really want to do this. I really want to be a consultant. And um, so Elliot and I parted ways, but on great terms. I ended up, I ended up staying on with Elliot, being his uh, VR AR consultant and running his innovation labs and curation labs. And then I I went on to start partnering with different corporate environments and. Uh, working with uh, you know companies like Siemens and, and Motorola, mm. and um, at that same time, I uh, started talking to VR Scouts, and I just kind of said, "Hey, you know, like uh, I have a couple of reports I've written um, on virtual reality, on enterprise use, and um, are you looking for writers?" Because at the time, I was I was looking at VR Scout; they were like a source of information for me, and mm-hmm. and Malia Propes, who, who was there, and Jonathan. Uh, we were both sort of like, yeah, yeah, come on board. And I remember the first article I ever wrote for them was about uh, Pokemon Go and Starbucks. They were mm. partnering together on this uh, sort of goofy promotion. And it just kind of snowballed from there. And, and I just, the more I worked and uh, I ended up um, getting published, uh, a couple of reports getting published that were ac- uh, accessed by these different uh, corporate environments, like really big sort of in, uh, corporate companies and, uh, I just found myself sort of taking in a lot of work that way. And, um, 
and then along the VR wards came along and they asked me to join them. And, um, it just kind of snowballed from there and, you know, here I am now. And, 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 uh, so it's, it's been a great, it's been a great sort of route from, from being a, a, a nerdy kid watching a movie to, to, to today. Yeah. Wow. That's a, you're, you're an OG that you were back. You've been here for since 2050, seven years. You're an elder, <laughs> an elder statesman of the uh, VR industry. Um, that's, that's uh, re- really impressive. Yeah. And, <laughs> You know, obviously, it sounds like you're you're so involved, and you've you've sort of hopped from thing to thing. It sounds like uh, obviously, um, you know, people love uh, your knowledge and and all of that, or you wouldn't be keep getting hired at these other at these places. So, um, you know, we appreciate that about you as well. Uh, you know, um, VR Scout, we love your articles and we read you, and that's how we first uh, you know knew about you. So, um, I guess VR Scout is more uh, users of VR, and then you also have your um, business side of things where we wouldn't be as, uh, aware of you, but you would be dealing business to business. Um, yeah, you know, there's, so the, yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? So the, you know, I, my main focus in virtual reality has always been sort of this enterprise use. Like I've really sort of, uh, uh, cut my teeth on sort of, again, on the education and the learning component. And, um, what I really love about writing for VR scout is that, um, it allows me to sort of explore other parts of, 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 of the technology that I, I'm, you know, I don't usually dive into like mm-hmm. the gaming components, the, the, you know, the uh, evolution of the hardware, where it's going and, 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 and how it's being used. And so, cause I, cause, cause I'm usually focused on, um, you know, what does VR do for, for KPIs and ROI and, and how's it, right. how's it changing the, the, the learning management system of, of a company and, and what are the strategies that bring it into their ecosystem? Right. I mean, it's yeah. totally boring stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I would like to, I mean, I guess we're, we're there. So let's talk about that. So you do, you do have a lot of really interesting stats on the KPIs, improving training methods, uh, and employee engagement. Uh, do you want to touch on that just a little bit? Um, some of the research you've done there. Yeah. So so yeah, so back in like, like I said, back and going back to when I was at the Maisie Center, um, at that time, virtual reality was really not on anyone's radar, it, and, and it was sort of considered like this gaming. Like people were just like, oh, it's just video games, and and so corporate environments and and uh, uh, industries just kind of virtual reality was one of those things. You ever see that old video of, I think it was like Bryant Gumbel asking, what's, what's the yeah. internet? What is the internet? Right. Yeah. What is the internet? Well, it was the same thing. Like people were just sort of like, what's VR? Like, right. what is it? And kind of like how we are today with what's the metaverse. Right. And, um, and so at the time when I was, I was active as director of VR learn, there was no, no one talking about virtual reality as a learning tool. And, and um, so I was, uh, you know, Elliot, you know, part of my job was to write these white papers on, on what does VR do? And I, I remember the first paper I wrote, uh, uh, and that was published and people were, it just, no one read it because mm. no one gave a shit about it. They were just right. like, Oh, you know, like VR is this like, you know, Oh, who, who, I mean, I remember one, uh, at a conference, I was presenting on virtual reality at a conference and this is early. Uh, uh, and I remember, uh, uh, a chief learning officer, uh, of a pretty big company had said to me, I'm not spending, you know, $50,000, which was not a lot of money uh, right. in, in the corporate world to have my employees play video games. <laughs> right. And, you know, and, uh, and fast forward, you know, that, that person and his company are fully, you know, mm-hmm. they're using VR and, and they're seeing the results of, of, of what the training does, like, you know, how, how it changes the information that you absorb, how, how you absorb it. And, you know, they're seeing all the benefits from it. And so, uh, that person, uh, is doing very well. And, and, uh, I actually talk to him often. So, right. Interesting. Yeah. I, I saw some of your stats. You were something like 80% of users feel more prepared to do their job. 99% of trainees recommend VR training yeah. uh, for auto manufacturers. 82% of users think VR is better than any other training they've done. So it, it makes it, it's sort of, is that because it, it's experiential? Do you feel like, and it, it feels like you're actually doing the thing, even though you're not? It is. I mean, you're developing, you know, mental muscle memory, right? The idea right. of you're going through the motions and, 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 and if you look at sort of, here's the thing. So you look at learning how we used to do it. And, and, uh, I, I would never tell an organization 
to completely ditch the way you know that you used to learn because I, there's still a lot of value in that and, and I think the sort of the future of uh, and how we're using it now with corporate training it's a, it's a blended environment right so virtual reality is just one of the tools that you bring into the learning environment and it, it's definitely not the only tool you should be using I mean you should still be doing lectures you still should be doing you know videos and and uh, in, in in text you know textbooks or whatever but um but you need to sort of change it and and virtual reality helps you. Uh, you know, as you said, right, you, you, you go through that motion, you actually pick things up, you actually, you know, you're, you're interacting uh, with, with the environment, with the learning versus just reading about it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so there's a few other articles I wanted to touch on, but I'm just curious, you, you write about an article a week, how do you um, decide what to write about? It depends. So, you know, for VR Scout, for example, Kyle Melnick, and I'm going to give a big shout out to Kyle. Kyle is a uh, an absolutely amazing. Uh, he he's the editor, senior editor at VR Scout. Kyle uh, uh, um, at times will just say, "Hey, you know, like here's something. Can you cover it? Can you can you get it to me?" And there's absolutely times um, where I will stumble across something and and I'll I'll jump on it and, and write it or, or or I'll pitch it to Kyle. Um, and it's always sort of just you know you're just looking for for really interesting stories. You're looking for things that. You know, here's the thing. We're at the sort of place where virtual reality and augmented reality, there's a lot of things happening. And, you know, there's things that are there, which there are things that are really cool, but they're just like not sort of moving the technology forward. And so mm-hmm. I'm always just trying to look for something like that. And, and you know, I'll, I'll admit there are definitely times when I write about something that isn't moving the technology forward, but it's just super interesting. Right. And it's just a matter of just like, you know, constantly scouring the internet, scouring Twitter, um, uh, uh, you know, keeping, you know, have a lot of contacts and, uh, people send me information about what they're working on and, and, uh, just, you know, finding it and, um, and, and writing about it. And, you know, again, and again, there are definitely times when Kyle will just reach out and say, Hey, like, you know, here's, here's something, you know, uh, what, what do you think? Um, you know, and, and most of the time I will always say yes, because mm-hmm. it's Kyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you, you ever met Kyle, I mean, okay. He's, He's, he's a classy dude. So. <laughs> mm, right. Nice. So, okay. Well, just curious, what is uh, the most interesting thing you've found out or what is the, uh, one of your favorite articles and, and topics that you dived into? Oh, that's a really good question. I think, um, what is one of, there's one article that I really loved, but it was like, I feel like it was like the worst article I've ever written. It was like <laughs> this, it was like this, it was, um, it, it, it was, it was, uh, it was this, um, augmented reality It's called a litho ring. Hmm. Um, and it was like this, this smart, a wearable device. Um, uh, Nat Martin, I believe was the, the guy who, who, uh, um, created the ring and it's, and I actually, I have one somewhere around here, hmm. but it was like, an, it's like a, 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 a device you wear and, and you can control augmented reality experiences on, off of your phone. And it was really interesting. It had like sort of like these swipe motions and you could move your hand around. And, um, and it's memorable because a, I just, I just didn't write it very well. Uh, and <laughs> Kyle had to like basically like fix it for me. Um, but what was really funny was for some reason, I don't know what I was thinking, but, uh, Nat, uh, lives in the UK. Um, uh, and, uh, I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I just called him. And uh, without going through the proper ways of doing it, so I wouldn't get hit with like enormous charges on my mm-hmm. phone bill. And uh, I, yeah, and I ended up, I ended, it, was, it was like a this enormous. I talked to him for like an hour, two hours, and I got this enormous cell phone bill. So, mm-hmm. and I just remember thinking like that was the most expensive assignment, and it was terrible. Right. But um, but you know, but again, but it was just like a just like one of those weird like sort of articles. I could, but I really enjoyed it. I and uh, and uh, and. And uh, the rings is pretty cool. Right. Well, two of your articles that you have uh, written recently that I was uh, really interested in were one of them was the XR Health one about oh, yeah. um, connecting uh, licensed uh, clinicians with patients. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that's interesting. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're you know, obviously the metaverse is this big buzzword right now, and and all these companies are trying to say, hey, you know, like, you know. Uh, trying to define their version of the metaverse HTC, you know, obviously they have a, a big jump on that because they, they've already ha- have their ecosystem and, and, and they're a VR company. And, um, so 
Mm-hmm. The healthcare system moving, you know, using, uh, you know, HCC headsets and for patient care, doctor connect. I mean, it just makes sense. There's patients and people who can't either, they're not mobile, they can't get out of their house, you know. Uh, so it, it, it's just, uh, this is just the beginning. What, what you're gonna, going to see, like, what HTC is doing with healthcare is just the start. You're going to see this grow into um, whole other forms of healthcare and categories. You know, you know right now, HTC is really focused on sort of uh, mental healthcare, mm-hmm. but you're going to see, you know, this, uh, reach into your basic, you know, doctor visits. You know, you're going to see this where instead of having to go to the doctors and get like a, a checkup that, you know, you can do it through virtual reality uh, or even augmented reality and, uh, um, you know, or, or through a process of the metaverse, whatever that, whatever that might be, right. Whether mm-hmm. it could be mobile VR or it could be a web XR type of experience. And so healthcare, um, you know, there's a couple of industries, I think fashion, the clothing industry is, is, is going to greatly take advantage of what um, augmented reality it can do. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised when you, if to start seeing, you know, uh, clothing, you know, brands using their, their fashion, their, their clothes as, as markers for augmented reality. So uh, and it might even be a situation where um, you could be watching the Oscars or the Emmys or a, an NFL draft or, um, even your local prom where, um, you know, where it just goes beyond sort of like seeing someone wearing a dress or a suit uh, or even a, a football uniform and then holding up your phone and all of a sudden you're getting all this other information. So, right. so I think the fashion world is going to be a, a big component of what the metaverse and XR will do. And I, and I think healthcare is going to be uh, another one. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of what they do. Um, you know, we're uh, just about to have the Super Bowl and in, in football, they sort of put that augmented uh, yardage mm-hmm. on the field. Uh, they started doing that, I don't know, five years ago or something like that. And you can imagine that when you get your AR glasses, that's going to be the world, right? You're going to have a, a Gucci dress and it, there's a Gucci symbol going to be floating across the dress or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I actually I have a friend of mine who works in the, in the uh, he for ESPN and he, He's the one who does the, those like little, uh, like the marker lines, you know, that you see like, you know, like first and 10 or wherever. And that's, mm-hmm. that's his job. He's got this cool job. I'm always oh, wow. like, you know, he, you know, he, he's like, he sends me photos of his cubicle. He's got like diet Coke cans everywhere, and like, right. you know, pizza boxes, but, but, you know, he, he always talks, he always talks about how, like, even what he, he's doing, right. Like people don't call it augmented reality, but you know, it, he's adding digital content into a, right. a you know, a, a video, right. Or right. The, in the physical world or however you want to put it. And so it is a form of augmented reality. And, that, yeah. and that's like sort of the other things like we get to tunnel vision about what is AR, what is VR. And, and, you know, I will, um, you know, when you say, for example, you know, mobile, VR, the, you know, that's accessing alt space, you know, through your, through your phone, you know, right. or, or, you know, or a rec room through your phone. It's like a right. window into a virtual world. So, so it, it, it becomes one of those things where I think that uh, uh, we need to sort of break ourselves out of that sort of like, this is what it is because it's, it's becoming sort of everything. The metaverse right. is, 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 is more than just, just a headset type of experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know if, uh, uh, I think Charlie Fink, who was uh, on the show a little while back, he just really put something on Twitter that was like, I don't know if this is real, but there's a, a leak of these new augmented reality glasses from Apple that, um, are potentially coming out in the next couple of years that look sort of stylish and cool, but you'd have your apps right on the, uh, the glasses. So if it's not coming from Apple, it's coming from somebody relatively soon, I can only imagine. And then, you know, the, 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 the internet will become three-dimensional around us. And that's really, uh, one way to think about the metaverse, I guess you could say. Yeah, it really, I mean, yeah. I mean, again, I think, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm actually doing this project, you know, for FS studio and, and, and the, and the question comes up, right. You know, what is the metaverse? And, right. and, uh, um, and, and it seems like it's a, it's an easy answer, but, but truthfully it, it isn't, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the idea of the metaverse, like we know what the metaverse is in a sense of, from the perspective of how I see it, you know, it's like this, it's digital content. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's information that you can consume, you know, and someone's like, well, that's the, that's the web. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, it is mm-hmm. like, you know, the, you know, the web in a sense is the metaverse. And, 
but it's just how it's how you're consuming it and how you're approaching is different. But of course, it's different for every industry. So the the gas and oil industry uh, versus the clothing industry versus the, the you know restaurant industry, like their perception of the metaverse is going to be completely different. And it's again, it's the same thing uh, again, like like looking at the web, like you know McDonald's dot com, their web presence is going to be much different than Lockheed Martin's web presence. You know, mm-hmm. like the goals and the expectations of, of what that, you know, what they want, how they want to engage the people who visit that site. And the metaverse is the same thing. It's the goals are different in the metaverse. And it might be, you know, e-commerce for one company, but it might be informational and it might be, you know, educational. It might be entertainment. So it's just, it's, it's, it gets a little more complex, but, uh, but, um, you know, of like sort of what this idea of the metaverse is, but I think it's exciting where we're at, you know, you know, but, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, you know, FS Studio is it's it's about you know looking at what does digital content mean as um, as a t- tool for like you know enterprise training. You know, mm-hmm. where if you look at you know alt space, um, you know digital content is is about bringing people together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we, I was talking about this recently. So um, do you separate web three from the metaverse? Uh, Do you see web three as sort of an overall umbrella that encompasses many things, including the metaverse, uh, or do you see them as completely separate or competing ideas? How do you view those two terms? So I see, it's funny. uh, I see web three from my, from currently right now, from my perception of it is, is, it is sort of like this umbrella that the metaverse is part of, right? Um, in, in my opinion, right. you know, and and again, so you could ask a colleague of mine; they're going to say something completely different. Um, um, but for me, for right now, at this moment, when I think about it, you know, Web three is sort of like this overall sort of like what is um, the web is is information, right? And mm-hmm. so, and it's how we access that information, and the metaverse is just one of those sort of pathways, uh, mm-hmm. in, into that, into that, uh, you know, the, you know, the idea of content curation, right. The, or, or content, you know, uh, you know, the curation ladder, right. You grab, you know, you, you're on the ladder and you grab it. And the next thing you know, is you, is you consume information, you keep going up the ladder. And, and one of those, you know, steps could be the metaverse, but it could also be, uh, uh, you know, a, a something you read on Wikipedia. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's an interesting thing that, that's happening. And, um, you know, well, no one, I think, can predict how it's going to unfold. Um, here, here's a question for you. Though. Do you think that augmented reality or virtual reality will hit the mainstream first? How do you think that the world will see metaverse first? Well, I think, unfortunately, the world has already seen the metaverse through the, the lens of Facebook, which, in mm. my opinion, is not a good thing. This right. is not a, this is a, um, you know, uh, in, in the non-tech world, right. People, you know, you're people who are just like, you know, they're, they use Facebook, um, you know, they're not techies, but th- for them, that's what, how they're learning about the metaverse. They're like, mm-hmm. Oh, Facebook invented the metaverse. And right. yes, Facebook invented their version of the metaverse, but unfortunately, um, uh, you know, the idea of the metaverse, you know, a lot of people are being exposed to it through Facebook, um, which I don't think is, is a good thing. Right. As for VR versus AR and what's going to be adopted faster, um, I think augmented reality is going yeah. to be uh, of the two uh, adopted uh, faster by the general public than virtual reality, and that's because you know again VR cuts you off from from other people. VR can um, you know the, there's a a lot of for some, right, they've never joined jumped into VR because they're like, oh, I, I hear you get sick, right? Because they talk about the old uh, cardboard roller coaster experiences <laughs> and okay. make you super queasy, but where augmented reality is easier, it's it's easy to digest, it's easy to yeah. access. And here's the thing: like my dad, the most non-tech person, is using you know face filters. Mm-hmm. So he, he's he's you know his his introduction to augmented reality has already happened, mm. and, and uh, so that's where I think you're going to get a, a better adoption. That makes sense. Um, before we go on from Facebook, I have a conspiracy theory. You can either confirm or deny <laughs> if this is actually true, but oh, I have okay. a theory because 
I, you know, okay. So I heard in the olden days that uh, when Mark Zuckerberg started Facebook, it was a required reading that everyone read Snow Crash. And so Metaverse from the get-go in Facebook was in the lexicon. It was in the ideology that that's where we were headed, right? Is this sort of idea of the Metaverse from Snow Crash. So then everyone kind of forgot about the term Metaverse. Everyone was into different things. Crypto, everyone was calling it VR or XR. And then you know, six months before this big announcement that Facebook was changing their name, suddenly there was planted into the conversation metaverse, this metaverse that was just kind of floated in there. And I think that it was, that was part of their PR campaign to prepare the world for the idea of the metaverse and putting that lexicon back into the sort of marketplace, I guess you would say, so that they were, uh, once they announced their company as meta, people would have an understanding as to what they were aiming at. Can you neither could, or could you confirm or deny <laughs> that Facebook uh, was planting seeds uh, with that terminology before their announcement? I, I think Facebook is a business. They have a lot of, a lot of money and they have a lot of people uh, working for that company who are marketing gurus you know, they, they understand the strategy of marketing um, and I truly think, and I believe that, that, um, Facebook has been, uh, uh, slowly seeding yeah. the word metaverse or meta into conversations. Um, and, and, uh, they were, here's the thing, say what you want about Facebook and about Mark Zuckerberg, whether you hate him, like mm -hmm. him or whatever, but I will tell you. He was smart enough to know that nobody was marketing the metaverse. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. And, you know, and he was like, okay, well, you know, here's, here's like, you know, HTC was using, you know, uh, using engage to create these worlds, but you know, HTC was just saying, Hey, we have this world that we, this platform and, you know, you come with like for Bella, but nobody was saying, Hey, you know, metaverse. Yeah. Like, right. Well, no, who's marketing it? Nobody right. is. Yeah. And and Zuckerberg and his team and Facebook were, you know, brilliant enough to say, why why aren't we marketing this? And and so I, you know, they were, I feel, as you know, as the conspiracy <laughs> you you planted, I think <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think Meta uh, you know, was was seeding this a while for a while and and uh slowly getting people to associate the word meta uh, with Facebook and, and, and it's, and it's worked. I mean, today, yeah. even today, you know, if you say metaverse people, so there's people out there who are going to say, Oh, that Facebook owns the metaverse. Right. You know, and that's not, the, that's not, the, that's not the case. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. We cracked the code. Mark we Zuckerberg, we're on to you. Uh, oh we, my God, I'm in so much, we were both <laughs> in so much trouble. Actually, <laughs> your identity is, is hidden. That's right. I'm at least <laughs> anonymous. What are you doing, Bobby? You, oh my God. <laughs> you're being doxxed at every moment here. Um, okay. One other question before we move on from the metaverse. Do you think it's a good term to describe what's happening. Um, and do we have a choice? Because it did kind of catch on like wildfire. And if you now try to call it VR, or if you try to call it, um, you know, people are trying to come up with different terms. None of them are sticking. So something about metaverse has a sticking power. Do you feel like there's a way that we can escape it? Or do we just give into it? And this is now the metaverse? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, I, I think this is the metaverse. I, I, you know, I, I do think that, that a, a brand will come along, um, and develop their own version of the metaverse and call it something like Nike world, right? Nike. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and, and, and the, you know, here's the thing, I mean, consumerism is really interesting, right? You get these loyal people, they, they buy from a specific brand just based off of the, the name. I mean, uh, in the, in the, in the music world, right. I, I'm, there's this record company called merge, merge records. They're out of North Carolina and they put out all these like indie rock bands. And, and, uh, but I used to buy merge records because of, I used to buy because it was on merge records. Like I didn't give a mm -hmm. shit about the band. I was like, I never heard of them, but they're on merge. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to buy it. And that's sort of like the same, that type of consumerism, that, that, that idea that, that people will, uh, will stay to stick to a brand. So I do think a brand's going to come along and they're going to come across, they're going to have a, their own version. They're going to have their own digital world. Mm -hmm. What, you know, a version of their, 
of the metaverse. But again, they're going to maybe they'll come along and they'll call it, call it something completely different. And, mm. um, but in the end, right, it, it's still, you know, digital content. You know, I mean, yeah. if I wanted to be a jerk about it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, metaverse, yeah, it's just digital content. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to start, I'm going to start a, a world called digital content. Right. and see if yeah. that catches on i doubt it will right <laughs> right exactly well that's like but it's like someone calling their company internet back in 1995 right, right. It's kind of but, but there's some brilliant person out there who's like i made millions of dollars off of internet.com yeah 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 exactly um well it, it's interesting i mean yeah we'll see what happens but uh and hopefully of course i'm sure you and i both uh hope that it's an open interoperable uh metaverse that connects all these different um companies and worlds together instead of it being an IOI from Ready Player One, which is sort of dominated by a single entity. I, I, I agree. I, 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 you know, it, here's the thing. I mean, I, even through through Zuckerberg's announcement when he when he when he announced Meta, right? That he even said that you know that the metaverse um, had to be designed by other people, right? It wasn't going to be designed by a company. It was you know they're, they're looking for content creators. They're looking for people to. Uh, come in and, 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 you know, horizon worlds, for example, have all these different builders. And, um, and, uh, so I, I do think we, we it'll, it, it's not going to happen right now, but I do think eventually we'll get to a point where we can jump from world to world very easily with a single avatar. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we're, we're, you know, we're already seeing something like that happen, but, it, but it also means you need to get other companies to play, you know, play together, right. You need, mm -hmm. You know, Rec Room or Altspace VR, VR Chat, you know, Verbella, you know, again, all these, you need them all to say, hey, like your avatar, you know, you, the things that you bought can come over here. Um, and we need, it, it just needs, and that, that'll happen. And mm -hmm. I guess when, as consumerism grows in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, certainly, certainly hope so. And we'll see if, if the, the companies today get supplanted by something completely new and different, or they find a way to integrate themselves. Um, I talked to a little while ago, we had an interview with, um, an alt space engineer, uh, named Jimmy, and he was saying, you know, there's no plans on the roadmap for alt space to have any sort of NFT integration or anything like that. An NFT integration would be a way that you could take one avatar from one um, sort of quote unquote metaverse into another uh, while maintaining that pseudonymity, you might say. So um, he was saying there's no, you know, not in the next five or 10 years is it on the roadmap. So we'll see if maybe these companies get supplanted. At the same time, though, uh, you know, Microsoft is spending billions of dollars acquiring gaming companies. So how do you, yeah. how do you think about that? Like is social VR going to sort of just go the way of the dodo and then uh, we're going to become social in games? Is that what Microsoft's big plan is? Do you have any uh, insight into that? I mean, I, 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 I believe it, that that's, again, what's, again, the social component of, of virtual reality, right, is a big, big selling point, right? The idea of, uh, I mean, uh, you look at sort of Facebook Messenger, for example, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a basic app, but I think that's going to play a much bigger role in, in, in their vision of the, of the metaverse. I think, um, Facebook messenger is going to be one of the biggest tools for them, mm -hmm. um, as, as, uh, as we enter, you know, the metaverse or, or web 3.0, however you want to do it. And I do think that on the social side, right. For Microsoft, it's easier, right. It's easier to buy a, a, a gaming company and, mm -hmm. and all the components that come with it, you know, and, um, and if you look at Activision Blizzard, right, uh, you know, they, all of their games, they, all of the social components of it, um, it's, it's just an easy plug and play for Microsoft, right? You just take mm -hmm. it, you, you own it. And now, uh, you have all those users, you have all those people on your ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see, uh, a number of smaller gaming companies in, independent gaming companies, uh, getting picked up. Not just by Microsoft. I, I, you know, I, I, I would see Apple. I see, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, companies like HTC um, could could be doing it. So I think it's it's going to be uh, it's an interesting time right now for the in, indie developers um, yeah. because they're all sort of like, oh, they're like, oh, like, yeah. you know, notice me, notice me, right? Uh, because it's it's easy. It's easy for a company just to buy them. 
Right. And of course, one of the big acquisitions recently was uh, Within, which is Chris yeah. Milk's uh, supernatural VR company that got yeah. bought by Meta, I think, but for, for 70 million. So this is a, this is a startup from a year, two years ago or something like that. And everyone was like, yeah. is this going to work? They're doing a subscription model and it's like a hundred dollars. <laughs> and like, there's no way anyone's going to pay that. And then cut to, you know, you know, 16 months later and they've got $70 million. <laughs> and it's amazing, right? Exactly that. I mean, like what you six, you know, like a little over a year and all of a sudden, I mean, look at the beat saber guys, yeah. right? I mean, you know, that was a game all of a sudden, like, uh, I remember when that first video, uh, came out, you know, and, uh, uh, Swan, I think she's in the video and, you know, and everyone's like, well, what is this? Right. Um, and, uh, and then fast forward, you know, you know, I think it was the Oculus connect six, Facebook's like, oh yeah, we bought Beat Saber, and you know, and the two guys were like at a, they're at like a party that night. Like I was at, we're at this mm. bar, and they were like celebrating the fact that Facebook just bought them. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, I think uh, uh, small gaming companies and small developers, and again, or you know, again, it doesn't have to be a gaming company. It could be someone like like Supernatural making you know experiences uh, are getting bought up. On the flip side of that, though, right? You look at you look at. Um, what's happening with, with, uh, you know, companies kind of getting, uh, blocked right on the app store and, and having mm -hmm. difficult, um, right. you know, where, where then, uh, where then Facebook sort of steals the IP in a sense, mm -hmm. there's a lot of accusations. And then I'm not, no, I'm not going on the record saying that Facebook stole anything, right. but there's definitely a lot of conversations, uh, of, um, of platforms, which Apple or which, which Facebook rejected for the app store, right. but all of a sudden, you know, my, they, they right. released something. You're like, wow, that looks really familiar. Right. Yeah. I can't remember the name, but I remember reading uh, that as well. The conspiracy deep. The conspir that's right. <laughs> let's just, let's just <laughs> seed conspiracy through this whole, that's the, this whole episode. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Um, well, you know, this is sort of a good segue into your, uh, your involvement with the VR awards, because I imagine that you are seeing what's on the cutting edge. You're seeing what's coming out through content creators, indie, uh, companies, indie, uh, creators. Um, so do you notice any trends, um, in the VR awards or, or is that more, uh, it's also established companies, I guess. It, it, it is. So, so, so here's the thing. So there's sort of two sides So the VR awards. And, and I also sit on South by Southwest right. XR pitch advisory. And it's, it's, it's sort of the same thing. Right. And, and, um, where the VR awards are more like established experiences and companies and they're, uh, they're looking to sort of get what, uh, the, their work noticed, obviously. And, and mm -hmm. uh, um, where where XR pitch is about um, sort of forward thinking uh, on on the sort of on new technology and that can be be XR that can obviously include NFTs or mm -hmm. or blockchain technology um, and so so that the, the South by Southwest stuff tends to be a little bit more forward thinking but mm -hmm. on on the side of VR awards uh, and not to take away from any of those companies who are nominated or want who win. Um, because they do amazing things and, and what the VR awards have done for virtual reality, uh, I think is incredible because it's, mm -hmm. it's helping recognize small developers and, mm -hmm. and, and getting their products out there. And, and that's interesting because you're always, there are times when uh, uh, an experience is recognized. It may not be sort of pushing the envelope of what XR or VR can do, but, they might put out something and they just do it right. They just, you know, they, they just, they, they, their experience just happens to hit training the right way, or the experience happens to hit the gamer in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it's just done in a way where, where there's a lot of creativity and strategy and marketing. So that's all involved with, with, with in my opinion, with the VR awards where South mm -hmm. by Southwest is, it's not as much of the marketing, but just more of just like, Oh, that's like, you know, they're just being very creative of what they do. And, Here's the thing with South by Southwest XR pitches, not every experience, um, you know, goes on to do anything. I mean, there are times when, when it's like, it's, it's really interesting and cool, but it just doesn't have traction with the public. Right. Yeah. I guess, um, you know, you, it's so the VR awards game of the year was Demio, 
which yep. um, I don't know if you voted for it. I definitely would have <laughs> voted for it. It's the game that has sucked the most amount of hours out of my life. I get, I, I get obsessed when the new board comes out and I just keep playing it and playing it. And then I'll, my wife will be like, are you, are you still playing that game? I'm like, <laughs> it, it changes every time you have yeah. to believe me. And then she was like, but didn't you already beat it? I'm like, yeah, but I want to master it. I want to beat it completely. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to do it like in 12 hours. If right. I no, it's interesting, right? Replayability is a big part of it, right? That's mm. that's something that you're always looking for. I mean, playing, uh, there's definitely these really fun, cool games and they're story-based games and you, and you play it and you're like, well, that was fun, but then what else? And then, right. and then, that's, then you never revisit it. So having, you know, having a company that's backing your product through, you know, software updates, through, um, you know, being able to do buy add-ons and, and, and increasing the replayability of the game, I think is always important. And that's something I do look for if I'm doing a gaming, uh, if I'm voting on the, a gaming uh, platform or game in, in the awards program, because there are definitely times when uh, I get, I get a category like, uh, you know, like, you know, uh, crane operation training, which is, you know, Hey, there's some cool stuff there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, Resolution Games that did Demio, they're pretty, you would call them a smaller company, right? They're Swedish or something like that. And they're. I, yeah, yeah. And I, I, and again, I think they're, they're going to be one of those companies who I think, uh, 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 I think there's definitely people, you know, chomping at the bits to, to, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we heard a story uh, mm. that, that, that they are being picked up. Right. All right. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, talking about forward thinking, you're talking about the South by uh, the panel. Um, where do you think this is headed? Let's talk about the future for just a second. I mean, um, like I, I guess sort of was uh, wondering, you know, do you see those trends coming out of the uh, South by Southwest? Does that do you sort of start to notice that there are things that people are thinking about or is it just a, 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 a can be an explosion of just everything in all directions? It's it's you know, it's South by Southwest. West, right. I mean, it's, it's, it's much like the music festival where there's like all these different ideas, there's right. all these different thoughts and, and, and different approaches. And, and, uh, and, you know, sometimes they're, uh, uh, sometimes they're just really just mind blowing. Just like, like, wow, like that, that has so much potential. And then there are things you're just like, Oh, okay. Like, like, you know, like I get it, mm -hmm. but you know, <laughs> like, I see what you're doing. Um, uh, but yeah, so you, you get all these different ideas, you get, uh, these different perspectives and, and, um, like right now, for example, I, uh, with, with sort of XR experiences, you're getting at this big sort of push with, with, with wellness. Wellness is on everyone's mm -hmm. mind right now, right? Mm -hmm. COVID COVID, mm -hmm. you know, working from home, uh, you know, if you have kids, like you work from home dealing with your kids and, and your kids are losing their mind. It's just like this one thing. Wellness has become like this, the, the hot topic of conversation. And, and when you talk to um, enterprise training experts, you know, HR people, um, they will tell you the same thing that, that uh, you know, because I've actually just did some research on this where, where wellness um, is, is the most in-demand training right now. People are looking for ways of, of, to decompress in work whether they're working from home, whether they're working in the office. And, um, and so we saw a lot of that with XR pitch. And, and we also saw a lot of, uh, uh, uh sort of tie NFTs were a big part of it. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, people are jumping in on that train. And, and I think, uh, it, it, you know, again, South by Southwest is, is, is there's all these very energetic people involved, um, uh, this, you know, and they're trying to get their, their product or, or their idea noticed. And, uh, you know, they pour a lot of energy into it and, and they, they really sort of stretch themselves out there to really say what is happening in the world. And, and, um, you know, you know, we saw bitcoins a couple of years ago was a big thing. And, and now like NFTs and, um, and, and digital fashion and wellness, uh, in, in the, in the virtual realm, XR technology, you know, however, however you want to call that, you know, right. it's it, but, uh, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised until next, like next year, next hour's XR, you know, pitch uh, is, is, you know, I, to see everything metaverse, metaverse, metaverse. Right, 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 right. Interesting. Um, so I'm curious, do you, 
you know, if you're going to put on your, uh, your, or you're going to, you know, put your crystal ball out here, what do you think is the timeline for an AR hitting mainstream, a VR hitting mainstream? How far out do you think that stuff is? That's a really good question. So here's the thing about, and, and I'll, I'll kind of start out like this, you know, the, the, in order for virtual reality or augmented reality, um, or, or we'll call it XR, right? Because at Microsoft, they call everything XR. XR mm -hmm. is just everything. So in order for XR to really hit mass adoption, right, it needs to, the technology needs to be able to uh, do something in someone's life to make it easier, right? Like it need to, in order to replace it, right? I mean, we look at like, the right. mobile device, right? right. Um, uh, that changed our lives. I mean, we didn't, we didn't ask for it. We didn't want it. But all of a sudden, we're just like, oh, I think I need this. And, and in order for XR, you know, AR, VR, uh, to, to be at that state, that stage, it needs to be something that we need to use every day. Mm -hmm. It needs to be uh, a, a, a tool that, that not only do we need to use it, but it actually makes our lives easier. Mm -hmm. And yes, it, it, it makes training easier. Absolutely. It makes education easier. But what it needs to do is make our, how we wake up and, yeah. you know, get your groceries get, easier, get our groceries. Yeah. Right. Drive down the street easier. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and if it's not doing that, um, you know, it's going to be a lot harder for that mass hit, hit mass adoption. Now this is where augmented reality, right? The idea, like you just said it, you know, like drive down the street, make, how, how do I, how do I get, how does information, digital information make that easier? Well, you could have an augmented reality, you know, you know, heads up display, um, and, and make, you know, like get more information, you know, little Bobby Carlton Jr. Is, you know, his, his, his first grade class is coming up and now we're running late. Um, so there's, it, uh, with all that said, I, I still think we're, we're a bit ways, you know, uh, from, from, from having it like fully integrated into our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, I, you think it's three years, five years, 10 years? I, I, I'm on, you know, I, I'm on the 10 year side. I okay. really am. I, I, I think, I think, I think we're just not there yet. I think, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, you know, again, I think that here's the thing, you know, XR technology is, is one of the fastest growing technologies out there. Um, you know, VR headsets, right. It used to be this, you know, expensive headset tethered to an expensive computer. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, you know, and now we're like, now we're on an Oculus quest you know, request right. to when they work. Right. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Meta. <laughs> so, right. but, um, but it's, 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 but we're still, it's, it's still not a tool that I, I need to need to have in my daily life. It's still, it's still not the, the cell phone, right. The mobile device where, yeah. um, and even, I don't even, say, I don't even talk about this. Like if you're going back to the basic flip phone, right. The, right. I don't know. I don't know how old you are, but, <laughs> no, but, yeah. uh, but, but even then the flip phone was, was something we needed, right? That's how we communicated. And, and, uh, it, or the pager before that, I never had a pager. I, I, I was never a pager person. No right. disrespect to people who had pagers. <laughs> right. I just never, I was like, I don't get it. I was one of those. Like, Great to flip phone with you. You yeah. jump, you, you leapfrog that technology. I did. I actually had one of those just flip phones that it was like a walkie talkie too. Mm. And, uh, it was like, I can't remember. I was like, in, I can't remember. I don't know. I can't remember the name of the company, but it was like a walkie-talkie, and I got it because my girlfriend had one, and her mm. her stepdad had one, and I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Walkie-talkie," and uh, yeah, it right. was a terrible idea because you walk down the street and you, it would like chirp every time. I hear this chirp, and my like you know my girlfriend, she's like you know like Let, let's go to, let's go to get you know let's go to some party, and I'd be like, "Oh, okay," and like everybody could hear it. Right. <laughs> all right. That's funny. I just went off on a weird tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's great. Um, all right. Well, one more question before we let you go here. So, um, what do you think of this new headset? That's this high end new Oculus or meta quest that's coming out this year, apparently. Ah, uh, well, so uh, again, I mean, I'll ask the question, right? I mean, I, um, what is its purpose? Right. I mean, if it's, it's definitely not going to be for your average consumer, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. not, um, so it's, it's, it's designed for enterprise use, but, um, but I, I, it's just, 
I don't know enough information about it. They're mm-hmm. very top secret about it, obviously, and for for good reason because I will. I they know that Bobby Carlton will blab it out. Right. <laughs> I'll right. just, just ruin the whole reveal. They'll be like, "Oh shit!" He, <laughs> right. he told everybody already. But no, it, it's just like um, the, the, the I th- I think I I think it's going to show where the technology is can go. I think that's mm-hmm. that's what's going to be the most important part about it. I think it's going to be a headset that is it's good it's the the visual and audio uh you know with i it's gonna i believe i want to say it's gonna have like like robust hand tracking and eye tracking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i think it's going to show where vr headsets uh can go yeah and and, and i think it's going to be a good sort of restart right? right i'm saying a restart for vr headsets um, because now, you know, like once they put it out there, that's going to be like the new, you know, like baseline, yeah. like they're going to say, yeah. this is, this is what a standard VR headset should be. Right. And obviously those costs will continue to come down. Again, we look at what happened with VR headsets now. I mean, the quest, right. is like what, 300 bucks. And, right. um, so I, I think when that comes out, uh, it's, it's going to be both, uh, and it's going to be an XR device. I think it's going to use both augmented reality and virtual reality in there. And mm-hmm. I think, um, uh, potentially, uh, it, it, it can show us what, 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 like, uh, like a full, fully immersive virtual reality headset with, with every type of tracking. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a data rich, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. going to be able to take in so much data from users. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's definitely going to, we'll, we'll see what happens with it. I, I, I think people will struggle with it to be honest i, I think the the techie people like you and me i think we're gonna love it but i think mm-hmm. the average consumer is gonna say how you know i mean we're they're already asking you know why am i giving up so much data mm. and so and i uh, and, and people don't realize this but like your hand motion you know that's data you know, like you know like are, are you left are you use you use your left-handed are right. you left hand more than your right hand i mean i i work on a project um with a company that measured that type of stuff. Like, you know, like what hand did you use to pick up a product off of the shelf? Mm. You know, and, and if, and, and they noticed if you move the product, you know, to, you know, tiers lower, you use the opposite hand. Wow. And so that's crazy data. And so we're already having people ask, you know, like, you know, how much data have to give Facebook, but now it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, right. These headsets. Now they're tracking even more. Great. Like now they're knowing where I'm looking at. Now they're knowing, you know, am I left-handed? Now they know if I'm right-handed. They now know if, I, if you know, like you know, like someone like me, I'm I'm left-handed, but I I play guitar right-handed. So it's all this crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah, and of course, this is uh, they're going to know us better than we know us, and then of course, absolutely. And here, here, here's the conspiracy that you just planted, which is they're obviously going to build a super AI that knows all of us better than we know us, and it can <laughs> do anything. And so this is really where Meta's headed. And we, this, again, cracked yeah. it here, right here, right now. I mean, your digital twin, right, probably already exists. You just don't know it. You yeah. know, you're, and, right. and but, right. but it, it, it's true. Like, you know, the, you, you think about the idea of boy, the, just us playing games, uh, you know, playing a, a simple game, whether it's, you know, Saints and Sinners, you know, Walking Dead, um, how you, you know, what, what side you put your gun on, right? Mm-hmm. What side, you know, that, that, that's information to them. Um, right. you know, and, uh, and which is honestly one of the scary parts about virtual reality. Right. It used to be, you know, you, your web habits was one thing, your purchasing habits was another thing. But now it's just your your actions, your motion. You know how how you move is is yeah. is information to them. So uh, so yeah, there's going to be you know there's going to be uh, uh, our digital twins or we're going to meet them someday and then they'll right. take over and and uh, you know. In my case, uh, my my meat space twin because I am digital already. You're, uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to uh, I, you know the mystery of who you are. I will. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, cool. Well, um, so so then, what is next for you, Bobby Carlton? Besides cracking the Illuminati code, uh, <laughs> what are you up to? Uh, well, you know, I, I'm trying to think. So, there's a. Uh, uh, I've been I've been very lucky in in the, in the VR world. Uh, I've been uh, 
uh, I have this great, uh, you know, relationship with, with these different uh, companies and clients that I that, I, that I'm working with. And um, uh, but right now, the next thing for me is is uh, sort of looking at uh, a little deeper into um, enterprise training and wellness. Like I really, mm. um, to me, that's it's really fascinating and interesting and in seeing, uh, you know, how companies are sort of. Uh, grasping onto this idea and, and where does XR fit into that? And, um, you know, obviously South by Southwest is coming up. Uh, there's a couple of, uh, uh, conferences that I will be at, um, uh, you know, either as an attendee, uh, I am, or, or, or being on a panel, um, mm-hmm. and just, you know, continuing to just do my work and, 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 you know, I will continue to do this work until someone just says, you know what, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> like, <Right. you> can- <laughs> Right. Like, and then stop inviting me to things and, and, uh, you know, and you never know what could happen. So, right. um, it's just, I just keep going and, uh, and, and, you know, and just, uh, you know, meeting as many people as I can. Cause I think there's a lot of fast, I think right now we're in a really fascinating place with, with AR and VR. Um, you know, you're starting to see these really talented, creative people, uh, uh, you know, Snapchat, you know, content creators, you know, Instagram content creators are doing amazing things with these filters and, and, um, you know, seeing how creative people are, are using the tools to, to, you know, either connect with other people to collaborate with people to, you know, either make people laugh or, or, or help people. Um, but you know, there's a, there's a, there's a evil side to it. All right. I mean, and you know, we, I, we just went through this whole idea of, you know, fake news and, 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 mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, right. so I, it won't be long. Right. I mean, we, we already have like, you know, like, uh, um, you know, people using technology, uh, you know, with, with the, uh, uh facial, yeah, um, uh, deep, fakes. deep fakes there. And, and, uh, and I think, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we started to see like VR and AR, you know, be used in those ways. So, mm-hmm. um, um, so it's, it, uh, and, and of course the recent, uh, information about, you know, the woman who, who wrote the medium post about, uh, being virtually raped in, in horizon worlds. Oh yeah. Um, right. I think, um, that opens up a, a big conversation. That was actually a conversation I had a couple of years ago with HR professionals, mm-hmm. um, about, you know, what does that mean? Like, you know, by moving at the time, moving, people were moving meetings into these, these platforms like engage and, and, uh, I, you know, we had started posing that question of like, mm-hmm. we know what harassment is in the real world, mm-hmm. but is harassment the same thing in, in the virtual world? And, and yes, you know, ver- you know, verbally abusing someone, no matter where you are, uh, but, but then you get into this idea of like sexual harassment and touching, you know, and, right. and I'm, I'm not trying to sort of take a side and, 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 and I'm, you know, I'm curious sort of what the details, uh, as they sort of unfold, but, but, uh, you know, but I've asked the question is, is, and this is not, you know, again, this is me just asking the question is, you know, with sexual harassment, uh, physical touch versus virtual touching, right. you know, um, people, you know, what is the argument there? So it's really, uh, uh, we, the metaverse has opened up a whole new can of worms and, the, yeah. and, and issues and important issues and cultural issues and, and um and, and gender equality issues and and uh and i see as we enter this world um which is exciting um but it's also very scary and we are um just at the tip of, of what i think is, is a baggage of other uh, uh social questions that need to be answered and um you know i just i will just be there to uh, uh explore that and research it and, and be part of the conversation yeah, so it's a brand new world. So uh, when people have all of these ethical questions, uh, how should they reach out to you? Well, we'll get your uh, inboxes flooded with uh, <laughs> ethical conundrums. Oh my of the yeah, metaverse. <laughs> like what? Um, so they, obviously, you can find me on Twitter at um, at b carlton seven two seven, and uh, I, I do I do I post a lot on Twitter, um, I, and I'm, I'm I'm on there quite often. But you can also email me. At, um, you can, uh, my personal email, can I give up my personal, should I give up my personal email? That's up to you. 
I mean, do I want? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, here I can just delete the email if I don't want to deal with it. Um, that's but that's not true. If, if it's from Kyle Render, I will totally delete it. There you go. <laughs> um, but you can. Yeah, it's it's bcarlton727 at gmail. Um, and and I'm embarrassed to say the 727 was something that stuck with me since like middle school, and uh, for some reason I couldn't shake it. Like it's like you know, I was like I, I was like I should be Bobby Carlton. And I was like, no, I'm gonna be Bobby B Carlton seven two seven. Wow. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's that's my uh my shameful email story. Got it. That's funny. Great. Well, everybody out there in uh, in the metaverse on the podcast from YouTube, you've you've got his personal email now. There's no there excuse. You, you can uh, ask him any question you'd like. <laughs> um, well, Bobby, thank you so much for coming. This was really really fun. Uh, even though we can, didn't get to do it in uh, virtual reality, um, got to pick your brain in real reality, which is even better. Uh, and uh, I love all that you're doing, and and just so uh, you know, honored for you to come on the show. Well, I, I appreciate you uh, having me on the show, and, and uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. I apologize we couldn't we couldn't get the the the, the VR component uh, running. Um, I'm not sure what happened, but uh, but yes, thank you. I had a lot of fun, and uh, you know, um, uh, absolutely uh, uh, thrilled to talk with you. And and, and uh, I hope I hope your guests enjoy it as well. Cool. Well, uh, thank you everybody for teleporting into this worldcast of Simulation Nation. Whether you're with us uh, in virtual reality, not today, listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watching in glorious Technicolor on YouTube. Uh, and remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, uh, our Twitter at SimNationVR, where we may even be interacting with Bobby from now and then, uh, and our Discord server. Then join us next time for the 11th episode in our World Builders of All Space series with Andy. Until then, stay plugged my friends.